Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, extraordinary being. At the beginning of every episode, we will inhale and exhale. I hope you are putting yourself first and taking care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So this is the sixth episode of the Extraordinarily Me podcast. Thank you guys for returning once again. And today I'm joined with my mom, Natalie Bullock, who is also known as She Speaks. So would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. This is Natasia's mother. Like she said, I'm Natalie Bullock, uh, a.k.a. She Speaks. I am a mother of five children. Natasia is my oldest I have an eight-year-old, a seven-year-old, and I have twins, Gabriel and Gracie. Um, A little bit about me, I have uh, been a cosmetologist for about 20 years, Um, a salon owner for a majority of those years. Um, I am also a a published author. Um, The book is called The Secret Sin, Confessions of a Church Girl. And um, recently, I started a brand, um, She Speaks, um, just using my voice um, to encourage, empower, and upbuild our community. Um, Yeah. Okay, so today we'll be talking about vulnerability. And our question is, is there freedom in vulnerability? Now, the definition of vulnerability is capable of being physically or emotionally wounded. So, Mom, I want to ask you, what does this definition of vulnerability mean to you? Uh, wow. So, that's that's such a power-packed question. What does vulnerability mean to me, that definition? It means opening yourself um, to possibly being judged, um, possibly being um, ostracized, possibly being rejected, um, being open, being honest, being authentic, being weak sometimes, um, showing showing others your weaker side with the possibility of being hurt after you have shown your authenticity. Yes, I would definitely have to agree. I think vulnerability is just being who you are, whatever that looks like. And it includes the ugly sides of us, and it includes the the beautiful sides of us, and everything in between. So um, I do think that vulnerability is something that not many people practice. And I know for me that vulnerability was something that doesn't come easy, especially from childhood and growing up. I just feel like vulnerability wasn't something that came super easy. So for you, mom, um, how was the idea of vulnerability taught to you as a child and how do you think it shaped you? Well, if I can be completely honest and vulnerable, (laughs) I don't think that being vulnerable was ever taught to me. Um, I didn't learn vulnerability until I became a child because I can't remember a space where I was able to be be vulnerable. 
I don't remember a space where I was able to be open and honest about how I felt or who I was or um, any feelings that I may, you know, have been dealing with emotionally or mentally. Um, I don't, I don't ever remember having a space um, in my home, um, in school, in my community. I don't remember having a space of um, of being able to be vulnerable, um, and so. Um, up until the present time, it has shaped me to not be vulnerable, to not know how to be vulnerable or when to be vulnerable, or even to trust a, a space enough to be vulnerable. Um, and how do you think that like religion has influenced vulnerability with you as well? Because I know that you brought me a Christian, of course, and that's still something that I am, but how do you think that, um, the way that religion was taught to us um, through the years, how do you think it has affected um, our vulnerability? And do you think that this idea has changed um, also throughout your life? Well, I think that as far as religion goes, um, I think that the way I was brought up it also, um, there was also no space to be vulnerable because you had to be right all the time. You, you was commanded and demanded. You had to look right. You had to sound right. You had to act right. You had to think right, you know? And to be honest, it wasn't real. It wasn't authentic. It wasn't natural it wasn't possible right it wasn't possible to be right all the time and so you hid your weaknesses you hear you hid your um you hid your thoughts you hid your concepts you you hid um who you really was because you had to be who they taught you to be and so to me, religion was one of the biggest tools um, in my life to keep me from being vulnerable. Um, if I can give an example, um, I remember there, there were times in my life where um, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to be authentic, right? I'm going to be vulnerable. I hope my daughter is okay with it. <laughs> when I got pregnant one time, there was a time in my life where I had gotten pregnant. And um, I wasn't married at the time. And, you know, in the Christian church, right, that is something that is frowned upon. That is something that, um, you know, as a Christian, you should not be pregnant at a wedlock. And so I got pregnant. And, you know, it's kind of this is kind of what my book was about. I got pregnant and um, I was so afraid to share where I was with anybody, with my mom with my siblings, with the church, um, that I had decided to abort. Now, it wasn't something that I wanted to do per se, but I could not be vulnerable. I could not say, hey, this is where I am. I need help um, because there was no space for me. I had preferred at that time to hide, to hide my quote unquote, right, flaw, to hide my quote-unquote sin to hide my quote-unquote bad behavior 
and I prefer to deal with the judgment of God. I have preferred to deal with um, his punishment or his anger towards me um, rather than be vulnerable um, with the with the space that I believe should have kept me safe. Um, my thoughts have changed tremendously since then um, because I'm in a space um, with my relationship with God, not religion, but with my relationship with God, where I can be naked and open and vulnerable and weak and confused and whatever with him. So I don't have those type of judgments or things anymore. And I definitely can relate. Um, So sorry that you had to go through that, but um, definitely not at the extent of abortion, but I definitely think that um, growing up for me, like even questioning the things that we were being taught or the que- or questioning the, the ways that I felt um, were seemed as being wrong. And I, I even got to a point where I felt like I couldn't be vulnerable with God. You know, someone who already knows everything and already sees everything, I couldn't even um, say it out of my mouth. Um, and be honest with God because it brought so much shame and because I just um, I felt like um, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing and like you said just always having to be right or correct or normal or following the status quo Um, so I definitely have dealt with that um, especially in religion but I think that we're we're in a time now where we're kind of faking um, vulnerability, um, where a lot of people are trying to present themselves as being their most authentic and real selves, but we are still um, we are still shaming or guilt tripping people when they are honest. Like you go on social media and you see people telling their story or telling um, who they are, but they still um, are condemned and seem to have so much shame. With all that being said, mom, how do you, um, how does your environment right now affect your level of vulnerability, i.e. being a black adult woman with children now? How does my environment affect my vulnerability? Is that the question? Yep. Um... Well, I feel like I'm going to start with the latter. Being a mom, period, a black mom. Um, just sitting in a, in a place where I am now and reflecting a lot. Um, I've just been in a space where I'm reflecting a lot. And I realize how the muzzle that was on my mouth for so many years or not having the space to be vulnerable so for so many years, I look at... Um, up until the present, how it has affected me and even infected me. Um, when you're not able to be vulnerable, um, you're not not you're not you're not only able to, to not be able to be yourself, but you're also not able to cry when you're in need. You're not able to say, "Hey, I'm hurting. Hey, I'm in pain. Hey." I'm happy or hey, I'm in the best place of my life. It doesn't just work. Vulnerability um, is not just for being able to share 
bad news, but it's it's even hard to share the good news. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and she's very successful. She does very, very, very well. And um, when she goes around her family who doesn't have maybe as much as she do, um, she can't be vulnerable with sharing like her vacations and how she buys nice things, you know? Um, and, um, it was so interesting because I was able to look at it on the ladder. So not being able to be vulnerable is not just not being able to share your weak moments, but it's not even being able to share your joys, being shamed because you're smart or because you're pretty or because, um, you're in a new beautiful relationship or because you get to take vacations. Some people can't be vulnerable and even in that. And, um, for me, you know, raising black children and raising children, period, um, I I need, it is necessary that my children are able to be vulnerable um, for a few reasons. Number one, um, I need the number one to be vulnerable with God, right? I need when, when my children, you know, because I, I teach them to pray, I teach them to talk to God, and I need them to be able to go before him in an honest place, right? Because God honors honesty. Um, So I need my children to be able to go to God naked, not with any false pretenses, not with being holy, right? We were taught in religion to go to him holy, right? But um, there's a boldness even in your vulnerability. There's a boldness in your honesty, you know, when you understand relationship, right? Number two, that was my number two. Actually, I want them to be vulnerable to have healthy relationships. When you are not vulnerable, you cannot have healthy relationships because where there is no vulnerability, there is dishonesty, like 100%. Where there is no vulnerability, there is dishonesty. You know, someone is not being honest, right? And so I need my children to be able to um, have healthy relationships, not just with God, with me, with their siblings, and with the world, right? To be able to, um, and I don't know if I'm, if I'm going too deep, Natasia, but you can stop me if you can if you would like to, but, you know, I think about in the black community, like, you know, with young girls being raped or molested at an early age, um, them not sharing sometimes have a lot to do with just not being able to be vulnerable, right? And sometimes we're doing, you know, we do a lot of deep research on why they don't share and why they don't tell, because no one ever told them it was okay to tell the truth, right? About what they feel and what happened and where they are without being judged or blamed. Yeah, so... Sorry. All all that is facts. Um, And I was going to say, in terms of me being a black um, teen... Well, a black teen moving into black womanhood, um, I definitely have fallen under the black... The strong black woman syndrome, where vulnerability is not praised at all, especially for us. Like, it's, it's where... We are supposed to be the strongest people in the room, even if everything is against us. Throughout the years, I noticed how like hard or, um, yeah, the, the word could be hard, how hard I feel like I've gotten from trying to protect myself. And I think that often we, we try not to be vulnerable to protect ourselves. But like you said, when you, when vulnerability is not just for the bad things so you can't even allow the good things to happen into your life you can't allow love and joy and success from others or even from yourself to enter enter into your life 
when you're not being vulnerable. So, um, especially I was, I was a really, when I was young, I was really soft and you can attest to that. I was was. really soft and emotional. I always wanted my mom. I wanted my dad. Like I was, you know, very in tune with my emotions, but I feel like, um, when shame and guilt and, um, and being made fun of those things, um, happened to me at such a young age, I did everything I could to, um, to never feel like that again, to never feel like I'm weak or, um, I'm too sensitive or whatever. So I, I built up a wall where I couldn't even be vulnerable with God. I couldn't even be vulnerable with my mom, with my friends or any other type of relationships. And now that I'm older, I'm looking like I don't having that wall isn't healthy. And I feel like we are in a culture where we normalize having a wall or normalize being hard or um, at a point where we can't allow anything to come through. So now that I'm trying to form healthy relationships, relationships that are honest and relationships that are true, I feel like um, it takes a little extra um, to really get to the core of who I am. Um, but I'm, I'm working every day to be more vulnerable with myself and anybody else that I come in contact with because vulnerability is true. When we are vulnerable, that is who we truly are. That is our truest form. And if I can't do that, how can I expect to have healthy relationships that are based on who I truly am rather than who I'm presenting myself to be? So, is there anything else you want to add? You know, yeah, I want to um I want to talk about when you were saying when you were younger, right? Like how, you know, you were definitely very um very emotional, very attached to me. Um you know, you did a lot of crying. <laughs> and, you know, as a mom when you're working and you have your own things going on, you're like, "Stop all of that crying," right? And a lot of black moms, you know, we say it a lot. We're working. We're dealing with our own things. But um, as I as I grow and as I learn and mature, even as a mom, um, what we do when we say stop crying or you're you're crying too much or you're being too emotional, um, we're actually teaching them not to be vulnerable, right? And we're actually pulling their safe space away from them. And a lot of times. Um, the lack of vulnerability comes from not having a safe space, right? So when you're crying and you don't have a safe space to cry or you don't have a safe space to say it hurts, when safety is removed, so is vulnerability, right? So um, I don't know if you mind me sharing, me and her dad had, had got a divorce when she was younger. And um, it was like a, it was, it was a, it was a traumatizing situation for her. And I believe even part of her lack of vulnerability came from from us pulling that safety place from from under her in a traumatic way. So, um, you know, I just wanted to share that just so as moms, whatever mom is watching, that we could be mindful that we don't take the safety um, from our children, especially when they're growing in our home. Let home be a safe space for them to always be vulnerable and always be authentic, true, and honest. And um, not even just parents, I would say. I would say... Um, even for us young adults where we notice that our friends haven't been fortunate enough to have a safe space at home, that it's kind of up to us to create that safe space within our friend groups. Because 
Um, not everyone is fortunate to have parents who truly care or care in the way that we think they should. So I think it's up to us to allow our friends to be vulnerable and allow our friends to be their authentically so, to be their authentic selves and not expect them to be who we think they should be rather than who they actually are. What do you think a friendship or relationship looks like without vulnerability? Um, I think a friendship or relationship looks fake and looks forced. Um, I have found that when I've been in relationships or friendships that didn't allow me to to be vulnerable, um, it looked very lopsided, right? Very one-sided because a lot of times maybe that other person is vulnerable vulnerable about their needs and then when you're not taught to be vulnerable, you kind of side with them, right? So um, you don't, you normally don't stick up for yourself. You normally um, don't say, hey, this is what I need, right? Because you don't feel safe or you don't feel like you can be vulnerable enough. Um, in, the, in relationships and friendships that are not vulnerable, there's a lot of hiding. There's a lot of hiding. And um, I don't want to get into too much, <laughs> but um, when it comes to religion, right? When it comes to religion, a lot of times there's just so much hiding in in relationships um, where you can't be vulnerable. Yeah, I'm going to finish this. This is definitely getting good. So if you guys want to help us finish this conversation, we're going to be finishing it next week for episode seven. So just make sure you tune in for next Monday. And we'll just be continuing this conversation of is freedom um, vulnerability and can we find freedom and vulnerability? So, anything else you want to say before we close out? No, that's all. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, Natasha, for having me. (laughs) Thank you for coming. See you guys next week. Bye.